0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me once again. For Artistic Accomplices, I am Eric Scott and I am your host. And as always, I am here to help you. I am here to give you some creative encouragement, to talk about creativity, to help you with your creative journey. So welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 42. Wow. Um, And let's go ahead and dive in. So welcome to the third part in a series that I've been doing over the last few weeks on using the classical elements as a gateway into our creativity. So over the last two episodes, um, I was discussing the earth element. So remember, this whole series is about taking those classical elements of earth, fire, water, and air, and using them as a framework to kind of understand creativity and as an entryway into our creativity. So um, my hope is that you will get some very practical advice from these episodes, but then also kind of understand creativity and your your journey into creativity in a, a deeper way uh, to, to help you have a successful and a sustainable creative practice so yeah so I was talking about the earth element and how the things that we are grounded in can affect our creativity on a profound level so if we are grounded in certain mindsets it's going to stop us in our tracks we're not going to be very creative but if we're grounded in more open mindsets in a in a growth mindset in a in an abundance mindset, then we are really going to be able to approach our creativity in a much more open way. And we can dive in. We can actually get started. But it's not just about the mental states. It's also about those physical habits and those physical things that we need to do, like setting up a space, getting our materials, kind of discovering some of the foundations and the fundamentals of the craft that our creative uh, pursuit, our creative endeavor and so i was really focused on that the last couple episodes it kind of the earth element was a lot bigger than i kind of had imagined whenever i first started to talk about it and so i had to split it into two parts and um so anyway so once we've grounded ourselves or discovered how we are grounded and maybe we've had to make a mental shift or a physical shift maybe we've shifted ourselves and grounded ourselves more wholly in our creating and in our creativity well then what what comes next i mean we can have the right mindset we can have the space we can have the materials we can have the basics and the foundations but how do we actually navigate the creating and maybe even better yet, how do we sustain that? So sometimes people have this very vague notion about what they want to create and how they want to create it, but then they kind of get stuck there. And so they think like, oh yeah, I'd be, I want to be a writer. Oh, I want to be a chef. or oh, I want to be a, a, a singer, a songwriter, an artist. And so they have those things kind of in their mind. And maybe they have the right mindset. Maybe they have a, a perfect studio space to do some of those things. And if they don't have other things, if they don't think about those three other elements that I had mentioned, then they might just never create. So thinking about the other remaining elements. So you know, we've already talked about Earth. So we have water, air, and fire left. And any of those really can be an entryway into our creativity. I mean, even the earth element, thinking about the fundamentals, the foundations, the basic things. So, you know, really getting our materials and kind of learning some of those basic things like how to use a material or how to play certain chords or certain notes or how to mix bread or how to knead bread or whatever. You know, it's like thinking about all those kind of basic things. So that's an entryway into our creating and our making, but then you know we want to take it beyond that. So how do we go beyond that sort of fundamental, that very foundational means of creating? Well, like I said, we could really talk about any of the three remaining elements, but I want to talk about that element of fire, and it feels very natural to me to kind of talk about that next. So. Uh, there really is no particular order that you have to think about these things. And like I said, you could really enter creativity at any point uh, with any of these elements and thinking about what they mean. And for a lot of people, like the fire element, the idea of passion might come even before that that notion of being grounded. So they they get an idea, they find something they're passionate about, and then they kind of think about... How they're grounding their creativity and how they're creating or how they're grounding their practice in the practicalities, um, but I just kind of I'm just putting them in this order that just kind of seems seems natural to me or just seems as a, a an approachable way, not really a step by step way, but kind of a um, an approachable way for me. So anyway, like I said, fire. You know that element of fire. Fire is all about. Our passions I mean we we always talk about our passions as a fire as a desire that burns within us and so even our terminology even the way we speak about these things about fire and about passion and about desire you know it all kind of you know it all kind of coalesces into this notion so thinking about our creativity and thinking about the fire element We have to have something that we are passionate about. So these are the things that light us up. These are the things that that we get excited about. These are the things that we want to make. And there are lots of things out there that could ignite that passion, that could light us up, that can make us want to create. And so that's kind of why I think this is in is a natural thing to talk about after the earth element, after talking about being grounded, is that these passions, these ideas, fire us up. And I think it's easy to launch into our creativity, into our creating, if we're fired up about it. So that's what I want to talk about. It's like, what are these things that are lighting you up? What are the things that you want to pursue what are the the ideas the materials the things that you key in on that keep you motivated to be creative because we we do have a danger we can we we have a danger of the fire going out of our passion not being strong enough or not feeding that passion enough not feeding that fire to keep it burning or We run the risk of being too passionate about something diving too deeply too quickly and burning very quickly and bright and we burn ourselves out and so we have to kind of find a balance there so anyway so that's what I'm talking about today our passions that keep us motivated to create artwork that is meaningful and touching to us so we don't want to burn too quickly And we want to be able to sustain that passion and keep that fire burning. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. And it kind of sounds like a marriage or a romantic relationship. And we can really think of it that way because we really do have a relationship with our creativity. And like any relationship, like it takes work. You know, there's always that initial... Um, that initial attraction you know that initial kind of passion where where we can't bear to be away from that person and we're always touching and 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 hugging and kissing and all that kind of stuff and there's just this you know we're just overwhelmed with our passion for that that person for that relationship and then you know things just naturally cool over time You, you can't sustain that passion long term and so you have to kind of find ways to keep those flames going when that passion wanes and that's the same thing with our creativity that we might feel this enormous boost when we first get into creating and how do we how, how do we sustain ourselves after that that boost that that light that fire kind of starts to die down and so we're going to talk a little bit about that today so um yeah so i'm gonna i just kind of want to start by talking about the things that could possibly light us up that that ignite our passion we all know that feeling we all know that feeling when we hear a song or we taste something delicious or we see some amazing art and we think to ourselves like oh i wish i could do that You know, we all kind of know that, you know, we hear somebody playing the piano and we feel like, oh, I wish I could play like that. But oftentimes it's just sort of a a fleeting thought, a fleeting wish. It's not it's not really igniting a passion in us. It's it's just that we we think like, oh, it'd be really awesome if I could play the piano like that person or if I could cook or bake like that person and so it, it's often this fleeting thought, but sometimes we get truly hooked on that thing that we tasted or that thing that we heard or that art that we saw or that that musical that we watched. And we really feel a connection to that and we're hooked and we want to play music like what we heard. We want to make food the way we tasted we want to make art like what we saw we really feel a calling we feel a pool that is not just some fleeting notion of i oh i'd like to do something but any number of things can light us up but usually we want to think of something very specific um And so it might be a certain material or medium, it could be a very specific subject matter or genre, it could be a certain person, an artist, a chef, a musician that, that we just connect to, and we feel a kinship to, and we feel that, that passion, not so much. I'm not talking about feeling a passion toward a person, but feeling that person's music, feeling a kinship, feeling a relationship, feeling like that is something that we want to do. So we feel that burn. We feel that desire. We feel that well up in us. And often it's just sort of a a general feeling. Just this this longing, maybe, this desire, this this thing like, yes, I want to do what they are doing i want to make art like that i want to sing like that i want to do that thing and we do get lit up we do feel like we have this calling but i think we have to kind of find out what's specifically about that you know what is specifically making us want to do that and i think if we don't discover that we end up sort of bouncing around a lot and so in order to kind of keep keep our motivation high in order to figure out like what's going to sustain us we need to like sit down and we need to figure out what is specifically lighting me up and how can i take that and use that as the fuel to keep myself moving and so i want to talk about some of the very specific things that we might consider or we might find um that is that is the specific things that might be motivating us that might feel like they're lighting a spark in us and that we want to explore so I, th- I think a lot of folks I think a lot of creative individuals really get into a certain material or a certain medium so we when we talk about what it is that you do what 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 is the material that you use we call that the medium And so in art, we talk about that very specifically about the physical materials that you are using. You're gonna use charcoal, or you're using oil paint, or you're doing mixed media. Uh, In other areas, the medium is your material. So it might be like, oh, well, I'm gonna play the guitar. The guitar is the medium, or I'm gonna bake, but baking is such a broad thing. Maybe it's like, I'm gonna work with bread. You know, so if you you have, if you can be really specific about what it is that you're passionate about, it's going to be easier to focus in on that and really kind of develop that passion, really develop that. So, so for many people, it's like the first time that they touch a material, like, you know, a potter touches clay and they just feel at home with it. Sometimes it's when they hear a certain type of music or a certain instrument and they just feel like, oh, that's it. Like I want to play the guitar. Or sometimes it's, you know, it's the it's the time that they taste something and they're like, oh man, this bagel is so good. I, I just like want to make bagels all the time and make the perfect bagel. And you and you just like kind of give over to this this thought, this feeling like, yeah, I found my home like i found this thing that i want to do and i I always kind of think of it as that calling like you find a connection to those things and you find like yeah this is something i want to do it's like we're falling in love with a material and i think we do that i think we really fall in love with that material like i said it's a relationship right like we develop a relationship with the things that we use we become fascinated by it, and we, we try to discover, like, what can I do with it? How can I bend it and shape it and create something from it? And sometimes it's like, you know, I, I, I see this thing or I hear this thing, and I want to do something like that. And so, you know, again, it, I'm, th- I'm thinking of specifically, trying to be very specific, because if you're just like, yeah, I want to play music. Well, there's so many instruments out there. If you're like, yeah, I want to be a chef. And it's like, well, what kind of chef? Like, are you going to go, you know, study European or French cuisine? Are you talking about Tex-Mex? Are you talking about barbecue? Are you talking about Asian inspired? Are you talking about some kind of fusion? I mean, there's so many different flavors and tastes and things that you can focus on. So what is going to be your medium? You know if you say hey i love guitar music but what kind of guitar music are you talking about electric rock are you talking about acoustic folk uh, what, what are you talking about there i mean what really lights you up with that specific thing so we we really kind of we really embrace that medium and we really want to learn everything we can about it. And, you know, it's the, it's the way it feels in our hands if it's something physical, it's the smell or maybe it's the color. Um, you know, maybe it's the memories that are associated with it. Maybe we think about, you know, making bread with our grandma whenever we were little, you know, so there's all this stuff that kind of goes into embracing our material, embracing our, medium and we just want to know like what can this thing do and what can i do with it to help express myself and i i think that kind of goes back and ties a lot into the grounding is that we we find these things and we discover this medium this material and we get grounded in it like we have to learn the basics but you know, that doesn't mean it can't be also be a passion. So yeah, I'm gonna learn the basics of this, but I'm learning the basics. I'm learning all about it uh, because it is something that I connect with on a visceral level, and it's something that I just feel like it, it's in my blood. So for me, as an artist, was it was drawing from the very beginning. And I think that's just, In part because that's the natural evolution of making art that little kids pick up things that they can write with that they can draw with pens, pencils, things like that. Um, But I also think it's also for economical reasons on my part, at least. Um, So for me, drawing was just readily available. You know, I had pencils, I had markers, I had crayons. Uh, I've said it before on this podcast, I grew up pretty poor, so I didn't have access to a lot of things i couldn't go to summer camp i didn't you know take classes outside of school and i didn't even have art classes in school until i was in middle school and so you know it, it was just that notion like i could draw i could pick up a pen i could pick up a pencil crayons markers and i could just draw and it was we had it we had those things because you know they they're relatively inexpensive they're readily available And so it was something I could get my hands on. And I just loved being able to create my own worlds as I drew. And I drew all kinds of things whenever I was a kid. I remember creating elaborate sort of diagrams of underground army bases and having these kind of battles play out as I drew them. Uh, I drew my dream, dream homes, my dream houses. I drew imaginary landscapes or landscapes kind of based on where i lived Um, i drew monsters and creatures and animals i drew aliens and i loved all things star wars so you know it's like i remember getting those how to draw books from the library uh whether it was you know how to draw 50 animals or how to draw 50 whatever or i got a a, a how to draw book for return of the jedi whenever after that had come out And so I just love being able to draw and I eventually kind of got into more. I mean, I I did markers, I did crayons, I did colored pencils, but I always kind of came back to graphite, uh, using just pencil. And when I discovered value and shading, it was like, oh wow, look, you could take this pencil and you could create an entire world from a single pencil. And it just, it blew me away to not only, not to only be able to draw something, so it looked 3D like with lines but then to be able to shade it and all of a sudden it's like oh wow look it looks like it's popping out away from the paper and that was that was a power that was fascinating to me and then as I got a little bit older and I discovered like hey you know what pencils come in different gradients they come in different hardnesses and softnesses so that you can create an even larger range of values than you know your standard number 2 pencil and so that even lock, unlocked something deeper and i was truly hooked and i loved drawing and shading and being able to create something that looked real from a blank flat piece of paper There was a magic in that, that I just loved. And it was a simple material, but it had magic for me. There was just so much that I could do that could be done with this simple tool. Like I could have five pencils and do so much with them. And even to this day, like, you know, I I do mostly mixed media stuff. I work mostly with paint and ink, collage. I don't do a whole lot of like, especially realistic kind of drawing, um, but I still go back and I use graphite every now and then, and I, I use the shading and I, I create. It's not so much observational drawing like I had had once done. It's more about sort of the things that I'm into now. The the. The patterns and the images and the monsters that I create now and I go back with graphite every now and then and again it's like I fall in love with that material again and again but the materials the medium that is just one entry point for us like that's just one thing that we can get passionate about I think subject matter is a is an is a completely different. It's another kind of entry point if we want it to be. It can be another passion for us, uh, and oftentimes you know the subject can come before the medium. So we might have discovered uh, a certain a certain thing, and then you know got hooked on a very specific thing like superheroes or baking chocolate chip cookies, and then kind of like discovered or or fell in love with the medium even more and learned more about it and other times you know that passion for a subject evolves from working with a specific material and uh, you know so thinking about like if i am working with a certain material i might try a whole bunch of things but then settle on something that really speaks to me something very specific and just like being passionate about a material, about a medium, we can be very passionate about a particular subject or genre and we can explore it. We can learn about it. Uh, we can take classes about it. Uh, basically we just kind of, you know, again, you fall in love with it. You want to pursue that. There's a desire to go after that thing and learn all that you can about it and for me like i said growing up i drew a whole lot of things but what eventually became a passion for me was portraits so portraits absolutely fascinated me as a young artist and they were something that i pursued for years and years and years so um you know just being able to draw somebody and capture that essence and I, i did a lot with graphite i learned a lot about drawing faces and drawing people um, that totally that completely fascinated me being able to draw somebody so it looked like them that was that was an amazing experience for me so not only was I able to kind of take what I would learned from from drawing and using graphite I could take that and apply it to something very particular and what's interesting is that the, the portraits kind of, the way it came up for me, it wasn't something like, I don't remember drawing a lot of people when I was like a, a young kid. Um, you know, I drew all kinds of things, but I, I mean, I drew people, I'm sure I did. Uh, and I do have a couple drawings that I did of my mom and my dad when I was like four years old and they cracked me up and and I just love looking at them um but it wasn't something that that young of an age that it really like yes yeah, so I'm gonna draw people for the rest of my life kind of thing uh it actually came up when I was in I think fifth grade and it's all due to sibling rivalry so my love of portraits. Grew- went came straight out of a case of sibling sibling rivalry. So I have a brother who is two years older than I am. And one year for Christmas, he decided that he was going to draw the portraits of two of my cousins who happened to be bro- brother and sister, uh, older cousins who were, I think in high school at the time. And so he decided to like, look at their pictures, you know, cause you know, we had their, their, uh, school pictures, at home. And, and so, you know, my brother was looking at them and and he drew them and he was pretty, pretty proud of them. And, uh, so he probably was in middle school if I was in fifth grade. And so me being the, the family artist, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'll see if I could do that. So I, I drew my cousin Sharon and, uh, I just remember I was looking at her, her high school picture and I just remember drawing it, and like I remember like showing it to my mom, getting her to like give me some advice on how to make a bit better. And and I it was the first time that I ever really sat down and like looked at a picture and tried to draw it, basically to try to draw what I was seeing. And I did it, and it turned out pretty out yeah, it turned out pretty good for a fifth grader, and and I, I just decided like yeah, I really like this. I really like drawing and i gave it to her for christmas that year and it was just like i think that's the other thing is that drawing portraits was a way for me to connect with people and uh, to draw them and then you know give them a gift of art and be able to connect and so i that was something that i really really became passionate about and it is something that i spent a lot of time so by the time i got into into uh you know high school especially i really just wanted to draw portraits that was the thing like i wanted to do i wanted to pursue that i wanted to learn how to do that and i wanted to get good at it and i drew my friends you know i took their their school pictures and i drew them and and uh you know it's just something that i pursued and pursued and then when i got into college i really learned how to do portraits and i got really good at them and uh it was something that i continued to do um, throughout college. And then once I graduated as a young artist in my early twenties, I really focused on it. And I decided like I sat down and over the course of like 10 days, I decided I'm going to do a hundred portraits, not like sitting down doing like an hour for each portrait, but just spending minutes to really get good at capturing people. And so I sat down and looked at magazines and catalogs and, and anywhere I could find people faces and i drew them and i did like you know i'd spend like an hour and do like 10 12 15 different portraits and i did that over the course of like 10 days did 100 portraits and i got really good at it and so it got to the point where like in my early 20s out on my own and i you could often find me in bars and coffee shops like sitting there drawing people not like drawing from them from a distance but like I would talk to them and say hey would you you know pose for me for like 15 minutes and I'll, I'll draw your portrait and so I can look back at my sketchbooks at the time and and see all these people that I drew and it was just something that I really got into I really loved doing and I've gotten away from it now I mean it's it's not something that I have kept doing and actually, I don't have the patience anymore to sit down and to draw them. Um, but every once in a while, especially when I'm teaching someone to draw portraits, that spark comes back. Actually, it just happened recently. I, I've been doing some private lessons with with someone and we were doing portraits. And I, I was drawing them and I was like, you know, yeah, I, I kind of miss this. And so it's like that passion's still there. I kind of feel like, oh, I want to go back and do some. I don't know if I will. But it's just sort of like I can I can feel that spark again. So, yeah, so a particular subject or genre or type of creating can can really move us. And sometimes I think about it, like it can be like an entire career. And you think about, like, you know, there are fashion designers who all they do is design shoes. But like i kind of think of like audubon's uh birds you know it's like he made that was that's what he's known for his his paintings of birds and sometimes like a passion for a particular subject really uh consists of a large chunk of somebody's career like i think about O'Keefe's flowers like she she's really well known for her flowers and sometimes i think people that feel like that's all she did. I mean, she painted so many different flowers, but, uh, but Georgia O'Keeffe did so much more. And if you ever, you know, look her up, you'll, you'll see that she, she did so much, but a lot of people know her because of her flowers. So th- that passion can really take you far and can really allow you to dive deeply into that subject. So I think those are kind of like the, the main two, like you really get connected with the material or the medium, and then you get connected to some kind of uh, subject or genre or type of, of the thing that you do. And, you know, and, and so you pursue those, but you know, sometimes you do kind of get passionate about other things, you know, a certain element in the things that you make might spark a passion, you know, you might be passionate about a certain color or a certain sound or a certain taste. Um, and you just have to pursue it. You just have to follow it. And just kind of thinking like no matter where the sparks come from, we have to be able to sustain that. We have to be able to use the passion as the motivation to create. So we could feel this deep passion, but unless we act on it, and actually use it to fuel the creativity, then, you know, unless we do that, we're not going to be creating. So we have to be careful because sometimes, you know, these passions are fleeting. They're passing notions. They're sort of like, oh yeah, I want to try that. Oh, that'd be really nice to do that. And it's a, it could be just a, a, a passing fancy. It could be sort of just some like simple comment about, being able to play the piano or paint a picture. It's not really a passion. It's just something like, Oh, it'd be nice to be able to do that. Um, but if we really want to exploit the fire, use the fire, we have to fuel it. We actually have to do it. And also that fire really has to be a deep kind of slow burning desire to create. Like it can't, like I said, if it burns too quickly, too brightly, it can burn itself out. And so you kind of have to pay attention. I, I'm not really sure how that would work. I mean, that's something I haven't really thought a lot about, but it just kind of that that notion popped in my head as I was talking. And um, But I guess it could. But I, I always think about that idea like a passion uh, for something. You want to keep it burning. You You want to kind of keep fueling it so that you can sustain it so that idea of you know passions of the moment like oh yeah you you think you you see something like oh that that looks really cool i want to try that but then you try it and you're like ah eh, yeah okay that's that, that that wasn't as great as i thought it was going to be and so you know your motivation to follow that your motivation to pursue that goes with it just kind of evaporates kind of seems to go uh you know burns itself out and it's gone but I think when you really discover what your your true passions are and you can stoke that fire, um, you'll continually add fuel to it and you'll keep it going. So like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you keep that going? I mean, I know you, you hear it all, all the time about it in relationships and about trying to keep the passion going. And, and I, I don't think it can always be that sort of steady high intense heat i think you have that initial state you know that initial passion like that, that initial attraction to something you're like oh i want to do that i want to pursue that but you know you, you have to understand like you know passion waxes and wanes and um, sometimes you you're really feeling it and sometimes you don't um and so i think What I can really say about like discovering what your deepest passions, what you're, what you're most sincere about, what are those things that you really want to pursue? The only thing I can really say about discovering those things is to pay attention, pay attention to what keeps coming up and to what you keep coming back to. You need to pay attention. So We need to pay attention, not to not to just the things that we're making. But to the things that we're consuming. To the things that we are are listening to, that we're reading, that we're looking at. Because not only do we make things, but we listen to things. We eat things, we look at things, we read about things. And so what are those things that we're doing that about? What are those things that we keep coming back to as we listen to music, look at art, watch TV, watch a movie, or even thinking about the foods that we eat? You know, can we, can we discover the types of things that we are passionate for in those things? Cause I think there's a, I think there's a correlation. I think if, if something's important to us, we, we, are attracted to it in other parts of our lives so you know we might think about like oh i have my creative life and then i have my other life and they're separate but i don't i don't think they are uh andy j pizza of the creative pep talk if you've listened to me before you know that i'm a big fan of his he talks about these things as as being our sensibilities you know like what are the things that we are taking in And is there like a common thread among them? So if you're, if you want to be a chef, it's not just about the types of food that you like to eat, but it might be about the types of music that you're listening to, or the types of books that you are reading, or the the types of art that you are looking at. If you're an artist it's like you know what are the movies that you are watching that you keep coming back to over and over again um what who are the people that you're following on social media i mean because maybe there's something there maybe maybe the things that they're doing are appealing to you even if they're not doing the same thing that you're doing and even if they are doing the same things that you're doing they're not doing it the exact same way they're doing something in paint and you like to paint or they're bakers and you like to bake so you follow them to see what they're doing but are you attracted to certain people doing certain things so what do you keep coming back to is there a common pattern a common thread that goes throughout these things so you really kind of are looking at those things that you're consuming and you're also looking at things that you are creating what are the things that you keep coming back to again and again in your own artwork and what are things that keep coming up because what i find as a visual artist that ideas and things come up over and over again and sometimes it takes years and years and years to really like figure out like oh wait a minute i keep doing that thing i keep drawing that shape or i keep coming back to that kind of doodle What, what what is about that thing that i like or there's a certain color that that you keep coming back to and you're like what is it about this color that i really really love so you know are there words are there phrases are there ingredients colors and rhythms and things that you keep coming back to time and time again in your own creating and so if we look at those things if we look at the things that we are consuming those things that we're looking at other people and discovering like hey there's something there are we are we finding something similar in our own artwork or maybe we're doing something in our, in our artwork and we're consuming something else. And maybe how, how can we join those notions or, or, you know, how can they kind of be brought together? So for me, I, I read a lot of spiritual, a lot of philosophical things, a lot of, I don't want to call them self-help books, but, um, there's, Definitely a vein. I I read a lot of nonfiction, and it is mostly, yeah, it's mostly spiritual. I mean, I, I've read a lot uh, by the Dalai Lama. I've read Eckhart Tolle, who wrote um, "The Power of Now" and "A Whole New Earth." I've mentioned uh, both of them, I think, on the podcast before. Um, yeah, and I, I've read uh, Pima Tr- uh, Chodron, who's a Buddhist uh, nun. I've read, I mean, just. You know, looking over at my bookshelf, I can see just a lot of these kind of spiritual, philosophical, um, a lot of Eastern ph- uh, philosophy, uh, a lot of uh, books on Buddhism and things like that. So those are the things that I, that I read. Now, thinking about movies and TV and stuff, um, I watch a lot of sci-fi. Uh, I've mentioned on this podcast before, my, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars Uh, but I love things like the Harry Potter movies, the hunger games, and oftentimes these movies are, are really set around the hero's journey, which again, I've talked about on this podcast before about how, uh, Joseph Campbell used the hero's journey, which he called the monomyth, um, as this, you know, as a way to kind of, kind of tell a story or how, Basically, our civilization uses the hero's journey, this monomyth, as a storytelling narrative structure. You know, so I I watch a lot of those things, and, you know, it's like I'm fascinated by them. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts on creativity, like the creative pep talk, um, but also on personal growth. I love Brene Brown. Oh, she's another one that's on my bookshelf as well. Um, So those are the things that I'm consuming. Those are the things that I'm looking at, right? And so I keep coming back to those things over and over and over again, like in my, in my non-creative life, but they have a connection to my creative life. I'm passionate about them. I'm, I get excited about that. I, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a pretty introspective person. And so this quest for spirituality and personal growth and, and kind of trying to discover a wholeness And, you know, kind of peace of mind. That's important to me. Um, And so, yeah, like the artwork that I make is really about that. And I've been very, very intentional here lately about taking those ideas and making art about them. Because I know that those are things that I am excited about. Those are things I am passionate about. So how do we take that, take this passion, you know, so we, we can examine our lives. We can take a look at things and we can figure out like, oh, I'm really passionate about this thing. So how do we take that and sustain that passion and that motivation? <clears throat> I mean, if it's a deep kind of passion, a lot of times that can burn really long and slow, but also burn very brightly and we don't need to feed it too much because it just sort of seems to go on its own i mean we're really really like passionate about it really want to like follow that um but yeah it's like it it needs fuel everything needs kind of fuel and if we're not if we're not if we're not careful that that slow burning passion can easily die out we can or we can get sidetracked we can lose sight of that thing so what how do we feed ourselves? How do we feed that creativity? And I think it kind of goes back to that notion of feeding your soul. When you feed your soul, you're really feeding those passions because, you know, thinking about our soul, like who that's who we are. Like deep down inside, that's the essence of who we are, and those things that we get excited about, those things that we are passionate about, those are things that we really like when we feed our souls soul we're going to feed our passions and i think it goes back to those things that we consume i think that's an easy way to to discover our fuel you know so going back to those things that we're watching that we're listening to that we're reading those can be a consistent source of fuel for us and our passion so you know discovering new things about those notions um, reading more finding new people new artists new things to look at and sometimes it's just like going back to those things that we hold dear and revisiting them and seeing them again with different eyes or once we realize like hey this is the passion let me go back and and really consume this and and take this in again but because i recognize that this is a source of fuel for me i can be much more intentional about the way i watch the movie or read the book even if it's something that i've seen or read many times so i think that's one way that we really need to consume i mean it says it right there we're consuming these things they're going to to uh, feed our souls feed our creativity so we're looking at if we're an artist we're looking at other artists but we're also looking at the things that that we're watching that we're reading that we're listening to um for some people i mean it's just those other things like music is a great way to connect to to get that motivation so many artists i know crank up the music when they go into the studio um you know so there are ways to take these other areas that maybe seem like they're outside of our creative lives and use them as the motivation as the fuel to keep us going Another way to kind of think about feeding your soul is to really think about our connections and making connections with people to help keep that fire going. And that's why this podcast exists. This podcast is a way for, for you, for the listener, to have somebody have that little voice in your ear that's going to help you get passionate. And I hope that you feel like, Oh, I listened to listen to Eric and I kind of like, Oh, I want to go make something. And so I think making those connections, making, um, making friends with other people who do similar things can really help us. And thinking about how we can go out there and we might find a community of artists or, songwriters or whatever it is that we do maybe we can find someone a single person or like i said a community that can really help sustain us and help feed that passion help get us excited help motivate us so having that community having that connection and a very personal i mean yeah we can go online and we can have social media and we can go onto facebook and and you know look at different groups and things but are we connecting with those those people are we you know uh, messaging them are we we chatting with them are we commenting on each other's posts or are we just sort of looking if we're just looking then we're consuming but are you interacting are you connecting And in this age of COVID, it's a little bit harder to connect in person, but I know a lot of people go out and take classes and they connect with other people through classes. So they find mentors, instructors that help feed that passion. So there might be lots of other ways that we can kind of feed our passion, um, but those are kind of just a couple of the ways that, that I know I do that notion of what am i consuming looking at other things that can help feed my my spirit feed my soul feed my creativity and finding those connections where i can get the motivation i can have those artistic accomplices who help keep me motivated just like that gym buddy you know i'm i'm not really good at working out and you know i joined a gym once and quickly fell off because I didn't have anybody there to motivate me. And it wasn't something that I I was very passionate about. But if you have somebody along for the journey, somebody who can encourage you, can push you, you're more likely to stick to it. So the same thing with art. It's like sometimes it's hard to keep ourselves motivated no matter how passionate we are, no matter how grounded we are. So having somebody there to help push us motivate us can be such a blessing so anyway but that kind of like wraps up my thoughts about about the fire element you know thinking back to that notion like these are our passions these are the things that light us up that that set us on fire that get us wanting to make and create and so if you're in the beginning stages of your creativity of your creative journey You might not really understand what your passions are. You just might have this feeling like, oh, I got to be making this, or I've got to be writing songs about that. But sitting down and really analyzing and thinking about those things can really help you identify what those things are that are your true passions. And so I, I highly recommend do that. Sit down, take inventory, take stock of the things that you are making and creating but also the things that you're taking in the things that you read the things that you listen to the things that you watch is there something that is in they have in common is there a pattern is there a a through line that goes goes through them all that just ah i like stories about this or oh i like this type of of whatever and finding those threads that go through can really help you discover what your passions are if you feel like you haven't discovered it for many of you you're going to be like oh i know exactly what my passions are i know exactly what motivates me but it might be it might be a case of like you know it's burning itself out or it's hard to sustain so those are things that you have to kind of think about um but so you know Think about your passions. Discover your passions as a way to engage and sustain your creativity. It, 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 it's just something that you need to do. Something that you need to figure out so that you can keep fueling that passion and sustaining your cre- your creativity. So... Well, I think that kind of wraps it up. I mean, I'm kind of at the end of, of my thoughts on this. But uh, yeah, so I, I hope that you you kind of got some ideas to think about. And you know what? If you need to, sit down, write it out. Make this a, a very active activity. It doesn't just have to be something like some kind of mind game that you just play out in your mind. Sit down and literally take stock of... Those things that have influenced you, have motivated you, have lit, that have lit a spark in you. So what are those things that light you up? What are the, the songs, the movies, the ideas, the materials? What are those things that just get you going, get you revved up, and keep revving them up? Keep feeding your soul, keep finding that passion because that's the way to stay motivated, especially in those times when you feel so disconnected from your creativity by remembering, yeah, this is why I'm creating. So, anyway, so that, that's my thought on the fire element. So, we got two more elements to talk about. So, when you have that grounding, and like I said, you know, sometimes your passion comes way before. The grounding. You you get so passionate. You get this idea like, oh, I want to make this. I want to create this. And then you go and then you discover like, okay, I need to get the basics down. I need to get a space. I need to do the practical things to get myself creating. So there's no one way about about going going about this. There's lots of different ways. Def, uh, lots of different entry points into this notion. Um, but in the next episode. I'll, I'll share another element and talk about that. And, uh, hopefully by the end of this series, we'll just sort of have this very well-rounded picture of creativity and some very practical ways of, of working our way through it. So anyway, I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. I hope you got something out of it today and, uh, I'll catch you next time. So thank you so much. And as always, happy creating. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thank you so much for listening. This has been Artistic Accomplices, and I'm your host, Eric Scott. Thank you so much. And until next time.